It is Thursday, August 5th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, the guy who took gold in the 100-liter beer chug, J.P. Shadrach. It was a runaway as well. And welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday afternoon. My name is J.P. Shadrick, and we have a busy program ahead. We will review the last week of training camp. A lot going on for the Jaguars this week. The pads went on. We'll hear from Urban Meyer coming up, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Urban talking about uh, the play of a young tackle who has really stood out in individual one-on-one pass rush drills. We'll get to that. Judy Batista, NFL Media. We caught up earlier this week on the practice field. We'll hear from Judy at 415 today and get her thoughts on the state of the Jaguars these days and uh, some league matters, including vaccination rates and the like. And Jaguars analyst Jeff Logman will join us at 430 today. Then at 5 o'clock, it's another hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Radio Network. That'll come up. We'll hear from Logs then as well. Glad you're with us today. The Jaguars were off on Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning as well. Uh, Very light work, if any, here at the uh, facility today. Nothing on the field for the Jaguars, though. Wednesday, though, was the second day in pads, and it was a winner-loser session For the Jaguars, a lot of one-on-one work in special teams. On the defensive side, running backs, linebackers going against each other, and Urban Meyer right there in the middle of it each time uh, scoring it and keeping track of who's winning, giving instant analysis of who won every single rep. It was announced over the speaker system on the uh, practice fields, the Dreamfinders Homes Practice Complex. Uh, Quite a sight to see. The intensity ramped up a little more yesterday. I think that was probably the the most intense of the days so far because of that head-to-head competition among players. When it comes down to scoring it, though, for Urban Meyer, the record matters to the head coach. We're going to have to make a decision. Uh, A big roster is going to go to a smaller roster, and I just – I think to be fair to players, you know, I just we all have so much respect for that. This is a way guys make a living, and I don't believe in subjectivity. I believe in what's your record. Every man's got a record. What is it? You you are what your record are. If you lose a lot, but you you know have a lot of potential, that's not real good. If you just over my course of my career, I just the Ahmad Blacks, the, you know, I can give you an example after example that maybe they're a little slow, but they just never lose. So I try to create those and, and as many safe and you know, you, there's one way to do it in that scrimmage forever. You can't do that, but you can create scenarios where it's one on one and and then everybody's got to score. What's your what's your record? And uh, Urban also said a little later that uh, that score will go into the um, the process of cutting down the rosters at the end. It's not the only thing that matters, of course. There are a lot of other things that go into who is on and, and off the roster, who makes the cut line and all that. But uh, it is a piece of the puzzle, and uh, they're, they are keeping track on every single thing on that practice field for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll hear from Urban Meyer coming up in just a little bit uh, as well. Trevor Lawrence had some uh, interceptions early on Monday. That was the first competitive day, still the final day without pads for the Jags back on Monday. He rallied a bit in the second half of practice to to finish strong, which is a great sign, then came back out the next day, uh, the first day in full pads, and, and worked pretty well. 
It is a process, though, for the number one overall pick to learn this new offense. He hasn't really had to learn a new one in a while. He's been at Clemson the last three years. So the first time around in this offense, they're now six to seven uh, installations in to this offense. And we'll hear from Daryl Bevel coming up in just a moment on the retention for Trevor Lawrence. But the adjustment for Trevor Lawrence in the NFL and learning that offense, it continues to be a challenge for him. I'm still in that process. I'm a lot further than I was in the spring, so I feel confident in what I know, but there's just so many little details that, I mean, I don't know if you ever can say I know I know it all. You know, you're always learning, and uh, I definitely still have some more to learn, and different situations I got to get used to. Like, we did two minute today, and I'm feeling more comfortable with that, but still trying to uh, make that like clockwork, second nature. It's just something you got to work. We mentioned Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator for the Jags earlier this week, basically said that they saw some signs of maybe some overload a little bit for Trevor Lawrence. Alignments were off in the offense, some small things. It's a work in progress, according to the offensive coordinator. You know, today was the sixth install that we've been through. I, I kind of thought it piled up on him a little bit today. Um, the first five days, I thought there was some really good recall today. I could see some, you know, misalignments and those kind of things, which you would expect at this point. Uh, for Trevor, um, it's just every day is, is a learning process, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff on him right now. And there's going to be another one tonight, another one the next day. And then once we, once we end them, it'll start to slow down. We'll go back, review, we'll clean some things up. But each and every day he's in there working hard, watching the tape. Um, and trying to improve as he comes back out for the next day. Even on a day maybe that's not as strong for Trevor Lawrence, say back on Monday, you know, when he had the three interception day that was widely reported and all that, there's always, it feels like, two, three, four throws in a practice where he reminds you, if you forgot for some reason, why he was the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, he can make throws that nobody else, at least at this moment on that practice field, can. We haven't seen it around here, really, maybe ever, if not in a long, long time. Still a long way to go for Trevor Lawrence to get the mastery of the offense and and get much more comfortable in doing it on a day-to-day -day basis. But so far, so good. The process continues for him. Uh, but like I said, you, there, there are moments that you say, okay, this is the guy, this is why – he is who he is. He can uh, he can flash it in a moment's notice. And he has the weapons around him to help out in that case, including 10th-year receiver Marvin Jones Jr. We caught up with Jones after practice earlier this week. It's his 10th NFL training camp. That's a long time. He is the veteran in this Jaguars locker room. And I asked him, how is his preparation different now in year 10 than it was back in year 1, 2, or 3? I think it's just the preparation. Um, you know, I, I, I have a formula that I do, um, you know, every off season and um, every camp and during the season that, that works. Um, and it's um, and I still feel like I still feel like year one when I do that. You know what I'm saying? If not, it takes me a little while to warm up. But uh, you guys wouldn't see it, you know. But I'd feel it. Uh, but uh, I think it's just just knowing my body, um, you know, and and a lot of the times too, like knowing how to run. And certain, you know, certain routes, you don't have to run full speed. You, you just, you're sitting in the window. You're doing that. And um, if, if you do that, uh, you know, um, repetition, it's, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like second nature. So, um, so far, so good. Marvin Jones is, has been so far a great addition for this Jaguars wide receiver room. Of course, 10-year veteran, has done it at a high level, really, the last couple of years as well. Year eight and year nine in the league for him up in Detroit. Some solid numbers there. 
but he has that personality you just heard there that um, is great for that room. There's a lot of young guys in that room. DJ Chark is still very young, though he's in his fourth NFL season, and, and Marvin Jones has gone through that process before of uh, leaving your rookie contract and, and trying to fight for a second one in the NFL or a third one in his case. And so he's a great resource for a guy like DJ Chark to maybe calm his nerves, do, you know, get, fit, you know, get in his head of, hey, just go play or we can help you out with this. And then at the end, as he said in, in his press conference the other day, Marvin Jones said, hey, just follow my coattails and we'll, we'll get everybody paid here, which is really what it's all about when it comes to professional football. And LaVisca Chenault is the, the same thing, a, a second-year player who can look up to the way that Marvin Jones has kept his body over the last nine years going on now, number 10 in the National Football League, a good example for this wide receiver room. Oh, and, and he's still making plays, obviously, in training camp, too. That's part of it. He's getting open. He's making a catch or two a day, That the same thing from Trevor Lawrence that we said a moment ago. There's a couple plays, a couple throws from him each day. There's a couple catches, it feels like, from Marvin Jones each day in practice as well. That's a great, great sign for this Jaguars offense. Let's flip it around to defense now. What will this defense look like? 4-3, 3-4. Well, it's going to be all of the above for defensive coordinator Joe Cullen. This scheme, 4-3, 3-4, will be multiple in our scheme, but we can have four-man fronts, and then basically we can have three-man fronts, five-man fronts with five down. So I think with the guys that we have up front and the competition, we'll have different package groupings that you, you won't know who's coming, who's blitzing, what personnel grouping we're in. We'll have all DBs and then five guys up front. So I think we'll be able to, once everything's settled, really, really hone in on different packages. Excited to hear from uh, Jeff Lagerman coming up about 4.30. We'll get his thoughts on what the defense has looked like. He's been watching practice tape every day and uh, see what kind of different ideas Joe Cullen might have in mind. That's, that's an exciting development to see. Well, you, you, don't, you just might not know who's coming on a certain play, the different formation options. There's so many guys that could change positions and move around, and Josh Allen can go out in coverage now. He could stand up. He could – Put uh, you know, go down on a three-point stance. He can do all of that. Same thing for Caleb on chase on. Miles Jack has been working inside mainly. They can move him outside. They, that's what Joe Cullen said earlier this week. So there are a lot of opportunities for this Jaguars defense to outwit some offenses in the NFL this year. A big piece of that group, though, of course, is defensive end and linebacker Josh Allen. It is a, a big year for Allen coming off that knee injury of a season ago. He looks in incredible shape so far in training camp. 3-4 uh, package, he'll be up standing and moving around a bit, and the third-year pro is fired up for the possibilities on the outside. Back to ways where I can just move around and I can, like, disguise and I can, you know what I'm saying, get back to the swag. You know, like, I feel like defense is all about swagger. And I feel like when you move around and you're stemming, you don't know what that person's going to do. That's always a good you know what I'm saying? It, to me, like, I love that. Okay, this dude don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm about to kill him regardless. So, like, that's, that's my mindset, and I'm going back to that, and we just opening up the game book now, and, and it's going to be a fun year for all of us, not only for me, but everybody else. You know what I'm saying? What Trevor Lawrence is to the Jaguars' offense, at least early in training camp, is what Josh Allen is for the Jaguars' defense. He is the uh, the guy. He is the man, obviously. We've known that. But he's got to go out there and prove it again. After missing eight games or so last season with that knee issue, that's no longer an issue for him. 
As we said, he's he looks in better shape, I think, than he was even going into last year. And uh, he is excited to uh, have so many other options on this defense for him to go out and make plays or open it up for guys along that defensive line, the linebackers, all the rest of those guys can make plays too. If you got a double Josh Allen, then somebody else will be able to run free. Maybe that guy running free is Miles Jack, the Jaguars' inside linebacker, working inside, according to Joe Cullen this week, the defensive coordinator. But he could see some time outside in this scheme as well. We heard from assistant head coach and inside linebackers coach Charlie Strong. He knows Miles Jack can handle all that moving around. Miles is just, and you look at him, and he can do a lot of different things for you. You know, he can, he's, he's good enough where he can, you get him in a coverage where he can cover the running backs and cover the tight ends. And then he's physical enough when they run the football, he can run, go hit the ball and go run down guys. But, you know, the thing about Miles is he, he knows that he's got to get better and, and what we're asking of him. And it's been great just the way he's come out here working, but he's very versatile. Versatility, key on this defense this year with all the different schemes. Joe Cullen likely has cooked up for the 2021 season. There's our review of the last week in training camp 2021. We've got a busy show ahead. We'll come back and hear from Judy Batista, NFL media reporter, longtime reporter for the New York Times covering the National Football League, was with the Miami Herald a few different spots before that. We'll hear from Judy. Always good to get her take on the Jaguars situation and what's going on around the league in terms of vaccination numbers. You can catch the Jaguars scrimmage this Sunday morning, August 8th, inside the bank. It's your last chance to see the Jags in person for free in training camp. Gates open at 9 o'clock with a 9.45 a.m. start Sunday, but you must register ahead of the event. Go to jaguars.com slash training camp, and you can reserve your seat, and we'll see you at the bank this Sunday morning. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. If something's been hurting, aching, or bothering you, don't ignore it any longer. It's time to take care of your health again. It's time to make an appointment with a Baptist Health primary care doctor or specialist. Call 904-202-4U to schedule a virtual visit or see a doctor in person at a Baptist Health location. The time for better health is here. Call 904-202-4YOU or visit GetBetterJacks.com. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel-Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguars Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. 
In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs of the future for everyone, like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. All named 2021 IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why Ford has the freshest lineup of SUVs in America. Because the SUVs of the future aren't built for a few, they're built for America. Ford SUVs, drive one today. When equipped with available LED headlamps based on auto source incorporated data obtained on 10520. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, that's a good stop. Bring it up, 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 bring it up. It's hell of a start, y'all, boy. Let's keep working one at a time. Take me sound. Take me sound. You got to slow it down, slow it down. Be a professional. I keep saying that. Take me, take me. DB's on three. One, two, three. DB. Jack Griffin mic'd up at an earlier training camp practice. The full video available coming up on Jaguars.com. And what a fun addition he has been for this Jaguars team. Uh, good one to talk to. And uh, uh, so far, at least from the, the sound we just heard there, uh, sounds like a pretty darn good teammate, too. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, we have Jeff Lagerman coming up in about uh, well, 12 minutes or so. Here on the program, 4.30, the scheduled time. We'll have a second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour coming up at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars Radio Network. Our, our affiliates from all around the state and the uh, state of Florida and the state of Georgia will, oh, and the state of South Carolina now is on board also. They'll all join us at 5 o'clock with more Jaguars Happy Hour review of the last week of training camp. And uh, we'll get into the tape with Jeff Lagerman coming up a little bit later. He's been watching all of these one-on-one matchups in practice the last uh, couple of days and we'll get logs take on some of that activity that you've seen reported the last couple of days we'll get uh, deep into the tape with logs coming up in just a little bit uh, by the way next week our schedule on jaguars.com goes full we're going full duval next week if you will monday jaguars happy hour returns pete prisco tony baselli and yours truly it's four to six on monday on 1010XL AM, a re-air a little later on the FM signal on Radio 92.5, and then it's live on at Jaguars on Twitter and the Jaguars social channels as well. Wednesday, it's the Huddle Up show with Bucky Brooks. John Osier and I will be along with Bucky on Wednesdays, 4 o'clock. That's on Jaguars.com exclusively and the Jag social channels. And then, of course, we're back here on Thursdays with Jaguars Happy Hour, 4 to 6. 4 o'clock is the local hour. Five o'clock, the network 
takes over again. So that's the afternoon schedule next week. Jags drive time in the morning most of those days. Check out all the scheduling coming up and all the camp content on jaguars.com. Uh, but the, uh, the scrimmage is coming up Sunday. We mentioned that a moment ago. It will also be aired on television, 9.30 a.m. on Fox 30 here in Jacksonville Sunday morning. But here's the, here's the caveat. No team drills will be shown on television. So you won't see any 11-on-11 work on TV. The only way to see that is to come down to the stadium, register for free tickets. Like we said a moment ago, jaguars.com slash training camp. But there will be a television broadcast. Uh, Brian Sexton, Bucky Brooks, and uh, Brent Martineau, part of that part of that uh, broadcast on Sunday morning. It's also on radio. That's right. Uh, Frank Frangi, Jeff Logham, and Tony Baselli will have the call. Rick Ballou down near the field. That's all going to be on uh, XL Sunday morning. Breakfast and football this Sunday. Hope you'll join us one way or another. Hopefully here, and bring the radio with you at the same time. Why not? Uh, you'll hear a lot of that coming up this weekend. Let's hear from Judy Batista now, our good friend from NFL Media. She's been covering the league for a long, long time at a number of different places, most notably with the New York Times from 98 to 2013 as the NFL reporter for the Times and joined NFL Media in 2013. And she is really locked in to what's going on around the NFL when it comes to the vaccination numbers and has a lot of thoughts about what's happening here in Jacksonville as well. We caught up earlier this week. To see you and always appreciate your time. It's great to see you in person. This is, it's, I never thought I would say it's great to be standing out at a training camp practice again, but it's great to be at a practice again. I think the last three or four interviews we've done have been over Zoom, exactly. right? Yes, that's all, all of last year. I only saw people on a computer screen, so it's nice to be in front of people again. We're speaking on Wednesday. You were here Tuesday as well, two days for the Jaguars. Your initial impression after Tuesday's practice, it feels like, to me at least, that there's not a lot of wasted time on the practice field. Urban Meyer is not going to let a second go by. No, it is a very efficient practice, which I'm sure is like the coach. A coach loves to hear the word efficient. That's got to be their favorite word, but it is efficient, right? Like they move between fields, like when they're changing fields, like there's no wasted effort and wasted time. They're getting a lot done out there. So far in the offseason program, just I know you talked to Urban around the draft. I believe you were in town for that. I'm curious how the pressure of the regular season, preseason will get to him, if it will get to him, how he will handle that. So far, he's been great in front of the microphone when the lights have been on him. He always has been. That really hasn't changed. But they haven't played a live football game yet. I wonder if, do you think there will be some change in Urban as this goes along? I don't know specific to Urban. There's changes in every coach in the NFL once the season gets going, which is why I always say, like, I love coming to training camp because for the most part, nothing bad has happened yet. So everybody's still in a good mood. Everybody's optimistic. And you haven't played a game yet. Um, uh, most places tighten up, not just coaches. Players do too. And that's that's understandable, right? I mean, they feel the pressure. And um, but, but look, Urban's been around the block a lot at an extremely high level with an awful lot of success. So I would think he probably changes less I what I'm curious about is if they don't you know he is used to tremendous success at a, an extremely high level and so if that doesn't happen that I'm curious to see how he handles that and, and what he does to correct it Judy Batista with us from NFL media 
You've seen Trevor Lawrence on the field now for a day, and there have been a few moments in every practice where you say, you know what, that's the number one overall pick for a reason. Yeah, there was that pass yesterday to Marvin Jones that was like between two defenders that was a rocket, and like the reporters gasped, right? We're like, Whoa, that, you know, that looks like a quarterback. And there were a few other plays that, you know, probably aren't on the highlight reel, but where he rolled out and, and made throws on the run and plays would break down and he would make something of it. And that's what you want to see, right? I mean, maybe even more than the rocket to Marvin Jones, which I think we all know he can make that pass. It's the creating plays when things are falling apart and making plays on the move. That's really what you want to see. I talked to Brian Schottenheimer yesterday and he said, as ridiculous as it sounds, you, you sort of forget what a great athlete he is, how he can move because he's so tall, right? He's 6'6". And so you forget that like he can move and he was moving yesterday and it looked good. Yesterday looked really good to me. I know the day before maybe it wasn't quite as smooth, but yesterday I thought looks good. And that's what a rookie quarterback's going to do, right? You, what you want to see is that he can have a good day after a bad one. Daryl Bevel spoke with the media after practice Tuesday and said that, you know, that day yesterday, Tuesday, was maybe there was a little bit of overload in terms of the the play calling and the retention from the installation earlier in the day. Even with the number one overall pick, that can happen, right? It's a rookie quarterback. It's a lot of new going on here. But how he handles that and moves forward, I think, will be the, the real answer and the telling part of Trevor. Yeah, Schottenheimer said the same thing, that what they're looking for is how does he retain stuff? How does he adjust? Does he remember the checks at the line of scrimmage? How does he call the protections for the offensive line? All of the things that go into being a quarterback that frankly most people are not, right? We're just looking to see, is he completing passes? There's so much more that goes into it. And you know, they always say it's like drinking from a fire hose, right? Like you get this gigantic playbook and it's like, here kid, go. Um, so there's going to be ups and downs. Like, you know, I was at the Jets last week, and it's the same thing with Zach Wilson and, and Robert Sala said there's going to be ebbs and flows, and it's going to drive everybody crazy, players, coaches, fans. But this is part of the process. And all, all you want to see is that they can bounce back from a not good day and have a good day. And, and Trevor did that yesterday. So I, I don't think they have any concerns about Trevor Lawrence's ability to process stuff. Schottenheimer compared him in terms of mental acuity um, to Philip Rivers, which is a pretty high bar to reach. So that's pretty good. Judy Batista with us. I know there's a, a month until opening weekend, kickoff weekend, but the AFC South quarterback situations <laughs> are changing by the day all of a sudden it feels like. India's changed a lot. We know what Houston's going through. Tennessee is stable, at least for the moment. Uh, and, you know, what's happening here in Jacksonville, things have changed in the last week or so. The AFC South, I'm sorry to say, is like a train wreck, right? I mean, the, the, this week alone, the, the poor Indianapolis Colts are having the worst injury luck imaginable with serious injuries to your starting quarterback and your all-pro guard, you know, maybe the best player on the team. And they're both out with foot injuries that the range is like five weeks to 12 weeks, which tells us nothing, right? Five weeks, they're back for the opener. That seems optimistic. 12 weeks, they're not back until November, which is devastating. Who knows who the quarterback is going to be there? Um, and even when Carson Wentz comes back, what is he? A big part of his game was mobility. Is he going to be mobile? Um, Houston, I, I'm not being facetious. I'm not sure anybody really knows what's going on there. I mean, it's really a mess. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is not going to be the starting quarterback. I think we can surmise that much. 
um, Tyrod Taylor is, but the, the roster has been ripped apart. I mean, they're clearly rebuilding. Uh, they're, I, I don't know what's going on there. Tennessee, I think, as a result of the Colts, uh, I think Tennessee is the class of the division now. Uh, and I think the addition of Julio Jones helps because that will relieve some of the defensive pressure on Derrick Henry, which is terrifying because he was as productive as he was when the defenses were keying on him. So now that the defenses can't key on him on every down, like, whoa. Um, so I think Tennessee is the team to beat in the division. But listen, it sets up perfectly for a team like the Jaguars because you think you can probably pick off a few games here in the division that maybe you wouldn't have if, you know, if everybody was in place. Don't we know about the Derrick Henry situation well, well, here in Jacksonville? We've seen it firsthand, I believe. Ridiculous. He's <laughs> insane. I mean, the fact, again, that defenses have been able to just load up against him and they still can't get him down is crazy. And the idea that now they're going to have to pay attention to Julio Jones is yikes, you know. I still have nightmares of Mike Keith screaming 99 <laughs> yards on the <laughs> yeah. commercial every single day. Yes. He's so, I mean, I, maybe not from the Jacksonville point of view, but he's so fun to watch, right? I mean, he's amazing. Um, I, so I, he may be more, he, he probably won't get as many touches because you have Julio Jones, but he may be more productive as a result. Judy Batista with us from NFL Media. You spoke with the commissioner last week, earlier this week? Saturday. Saturday, this past weekend up in New York. And uh, I think... Uh, He's going to make the rounds a uh, number of different teams for some ticketing initiatives coming up. So we'll hear from him here in Jacksonville shortly. And we've talked about this before, the way he and the league handled last season was absolutely incredible. They actually got the season in full, first of all, even or even a partial a piece of the season. But they got the whole thing in, played through the Super Bowl, did everything. They didn't have to miss a step. Now it's on to 2021, and the expectation, at least from the commissioner, it sounds like that every team should have a full stadium. We're a month away. How real is that? Well, right now they have permission from local authorities in all of the cities to have full stadiums. Um, I guess I'm curious to see if there will be, uh, will some places go to, like, do you have to wear masks? Are you going to have to show some form of, you know, a negative test or a vaccination card? That would be local authorities who have to make that decision. But certainly the NFL feels that now that vaccines are available to everybody 12 and up, that, um, that fans can be in the stadiums, that they can do this safely. They felt they got some fans. They had a million fans overall last year. They were able to do that safely when there was no vaccine available. So they're, I mean, they're confident they are going to be allowed to have full stadiums. Then, it, then I think it's just a question of, um, you know, how does it go during the season? I mean, one thing we learned last year is, right, the virus sort of morphs and everybody has to adjust as you go along. And I think they're prepared to do that this year, too. On the team front, I believe that memo the week before training camp maybe move some players in the direction of the vaccine, let's say. The numbers continue to rise, and that's good news. Yeah, the screws got turned, no question about it. I thought Ryan Tannehill gave the most candid thing, and he said, well, it feels like the NFL is twisting our arms, so I got vaccinated. It's like, well, yes, that's exactly what they're doing. So it's working. That's good. Um, yes, it is, it is a good thing. Um, I don't want to get into the vaccine debate, but, I mean, uh, you know, the only way anybody is going to play through this safely and the only way we're all going to get through this safely is to have uh, widespread vaccination. And they feel strongly that um, if you talk to any coach, they clearly feel 
if you don't have a team that is widely vaccinated, you are at a real competitive disadvantage. And all you have to do is look at some of the teams. The Minnesota Vikings had three quarterbacks beat close contacts, you know, the other day and got wiped out of practice. And imagine if that happens in a game week. I mean, you know, that's a disaster. But last year it was different because there were no vaccines. So everybody was on equal footing, right? It was impossible. It was so hard for everybody. This year is much different because you're going to have some teams that have 95% vaccinated. You already have some teams that are 95% vaccinated. Those teams are going to have a much easier time than a team that has, you know, I don't know what the lowest figure is now, 70% vaccinated. I mean, the risk, to me, the risk of, for instance, your starting quarterback not being vaccinated must keep coaches up at night, right, <laughs> pulling their hair out. I, Because the, the risk that he could, even if he doesn't get sick, that he's a close contact and has to be out for whatever the number of days is, I mean, that's rough when the other team's starting quarterback is going to be okay. Woof. Judy Batista, the uh, great reporter for NFL Media, joining us earlier this week at training camp. And I give her a follow on Twitter, at Judy Batista, B-A-T-T-I-S-T-A, the spelling of the last name. We are back in a moment with Jeff Lagerman, L-A-G-E-M-A-N, the spelling of that. Jaguars analyst will join us here on the program. He's been breaking down film the last uh, few days of training camp. We'll get into his head when we return the official Jaguars podcast network is up and running. A free subscription on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. We'll have this show every week. Jaguars reporters, the Huddle Up show on Wednesday next week. The Ozone podcast a little later. Give us that five-star rating. And it's Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Jaguars happy hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill. Everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Hi folks, Frank Frangie here to tell you where to find the most authentic Southern pit barbecue in all of Jacksonville. That's right, Bono's. For 72 years, Bono's has been smoking real pit barbecue right here on the First Coast. Smoked for hours, served in minutes, and always cut to order. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field. Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. If you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. At ViStar, we believe in better. And what's better than saving up to $5,000 in closing costs when you buy or refinance a home? With a ViStar No Closing Costs Mortgage, 
you'll get a great rate, no hidden fees, and like the name says, no closing costs up to $5,000. If you believe saving money is better, join ViStar. Equal housing opportunity insured by NCUA. All loans subject to credit approval. Offer not available on VA and FHA mortgages. For more information, visit ViStarCU.org. The Land Rover Defender story began with the simple thought of creating an exceptionally capable off-road vehicle, becoming the go-anywhere, do-anything, all-terrain machine. Today, there's a new Land Rover Defender, the toughest and most advanced Land Rover vehicle ever. From the beginning, Land Rover knew the new Defender was capable of great things. Motor Trend's 2021 SUV of the year is just the latest example. Test drive the new Land Rover Defender today at Land Rover Jacksonville on Atlantic Boulevard or go to LandRoverJacksonville.com. Land Rover, above and beyond. Why live with foot or ankle pain? If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Thursday afternoon. Glad you're along with us. J.P. Shadrick, our thanks to Judy Batista, NFL Media, for joining us earlier this week. We just heard from her. And it's time now to hear from Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman. Real training camp is here now, Jeff. They put the pads on finally, bud. How you doing? I'm doing good, and uh, it's good to see the pads finally go on. And it's amazing to me how sometimes you kind of have a preconceived notion about how certain guys are going to look. And then when the pads go on, sometimes that changes and uh, and changes completely. So uh, that's why they always say, you know, you got to wait until you get the pads to get on. And, Wait till the pads get on, especially for some of the big guys, because it certainly changes things. We are uh, going to go through some of the uh, tape that you've been watching from practice uh, most days <laughs> I've here. I've been watching everything. I, I literally, yeah. uh, I, I got this, JP, I got this new chair from my father-in-law that he had forever. And, and for lack of a better term, it's kind of like this old man chair. You know, it's got the, well, I mean, it's got the remote control that's attached to the wire. You know, if you have a hard time getting up, it raises you up and 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 out. You know, and then and it's got a recline feature to it. And man, I'm going to tell you now. Sometimes, you know, I, I'm I get narcolepsy sometimes when I'm watching <laughs> film, and it's terrible. But it's awesome. It's like the ultimate film seat. Got my iPad. Get my pillow right on front. Prop that iPad right up in front of me. Get my glasses on because you know my eyes are are not what they used to be. And watch every single drill that I possibly can. And it's been awesome. It's been awesome. I, I don't remember ever hearing you sound this old before, Logs. You said your eyesight's bad. You got an old man <laughs> yeah, chair now. Yeah, like you got gray in your chair. beard. Like, what is going on over there? <laughs> well, you know, JP, uh, you know, I'm getting into my <laughs> mid-50s, and so I'm starting to get older. But it's, uh, I can tell you this. Watching football never gets old for me. You know, I, I absolutely love watching the film part and the aspect of it because you know, as much as, you know, what you gain by watching it in person, it's hard to watch all 11 guys or actually all 22 guys on every single play. So when you, when you have the ability to watch the tape with your eyes, you watch a certain area. 
But then on the tape, you go back and you rewind it three or four times to watch some of the, maybe some of the nuances and the small things or the little things that guys do. And you pick up on some of that stuff and, and uh, you learn a lot, you learn a lot. I mean, you certainly learn more than you could by actually being there in person, I think, but sometimes you got to be there in person to see certain things and being there in person to see Trevor Lawrence, uh, it to me is an eye opener because when you watch him on film, as I've done for many months in the off season leading up to the draft, and then obviously many camp seeing him in person, it was different yeah. because he's got a lot, a lot more velocity. He's got the build, he's got the height and he's got the athleticism. And sometimes that's hard to see all of that by just watching the film. Sometimes you got to see it in person as well. Daryl Bevel earlier this week, the offensive coordinator log said that, you know, he could tell in, a, in one of the practices that maybe there was a little bit of overload with him. And from the installation to the practice field, maybe some of the alignments were off here or there. That happens with a rookie quarterback. Can you see that on the tape as well? And, and how does a rookie quarterback overcome something like that? Well, it doesn't just happen to a rookie quarterback. It happens to rookies, period. And that's just the way it is. You, you, you know, all of a sudden during training camp, you have an installation progression and you know in the mini camps and otas it's kind of slow and it's very subtle but then once you get to training camp okay there's no time to waste we have to install the entire playbook because when we get to week one we may have to use the entire playbook and so the the rate of installation is increased in training camp and sometimes rookies get a little bit of that uh a fog brain, I kind of call it, because they kind of get lost. You know, they get a couple things down and then all of a sudden, okay, that's good. I got it. You know, then they add three more things to it the next day. Then you're still trying to, to, to maintain that clarity. And sometimes it's difficult, but you know, look, Trevor Lawrence has moments in JP. I heard you talk about this early in the show and I, and I think you hit it right on the head and that every now and again, Trevor Lawrence has two or three throws. And in my opinion, it's more than that. Yeah. but he has throws in practices that remind you why he was the first overall pick. The, the skill set that he has is fantastic. And the one thing I think that he is also learning is one, he's trying to learn a new system. He's trying to learn a new language, but JP, one of the biggest adjust, adjustments for quarterbacks when they make the jump from college to pros, the windows now get smaller because the athletes at every level are better and so the quarterback, again, has smaller windows to throw in. So what may not appear to be open from college in the pros, it's considered open. So it's a little bit of an adjustment in a yeah. lot of different ways from the verbiage to the amount of coverages that you face, but then also the type of windows that you're seeing as a passer. Jeff Lagerman with us here on Jaguars Happy Hour, uh, taking a look at the tape. And, you know, the, uh, the boy, the last practice yesterday was a winner versus loser practice logs. That's what they announced like at it. the start of practice. And every rep, a winner was announced over the loudspeaker by Fernando Lovo, the chief of staff for Urban Meyer. Urban's right there in the middle uh, grading this thing live instantaneously. So they want instant results from all this one-on-one -on -one drill, from special teams, one-on-ones, to O-line versus D-line, everybody that had it, Urban's right there in the middle of it. And actually, at one point, he got run over on special teams drill and took a spill in the practice field. He's that close <laughs> and into it. Uh, he got up and finished practice, of course, just fine. 
But uh, I, I liked Urban's idea of having that instant feedback and keeping the grade, which they probably did in the past anyway, but it's out there for everybody to see, so you have a, a pretty good idea of where you stand. Well, the one, the one thing I, I think that for me, JP, the more I hear from Urban Meyer, the more I like. And is this anything new, keeping score? Well, no, but it's a, the fact that you're letting the players know that we're going to announce it and let everybody know how that competition is working out. That's different. Yeah. You know, but in coaches' minds, they've always kept score in the past. I mean, that's how you make your decisions to make roster decisions or to uh, make personnel moves or change guys' positions or the percentage of in the rotation. I mean, all those things have happened before, but I think it kind of creates a little bit more awareness of what the bottom line is. And it's and it's a and if you look at Jaguars coaches that have coached in the past, this is like the opposite end of the spectrum from Gus Bradley. Okay. You know, because you know, Urban is it's all about the results, the end result. With Gus Bradley, it's kind of okay, it's the journey and it's the process We're and everything better. else. We're getting better. Yeah, and and, yeah. and they're both they're both right in that you know you're trying to get to a certain point to where you're successful. And there's kind of two belief systems. I like Urban's way, and me and Gus used to have arguments about the way in which it should be accomplished. But and nevertheless, the more I hear from Urban, the more I like him. When he's in the drill, little JP, when you talked about he almost got run over. He did. He is in the one-on-one pass rush. He is right there in the mix, and he has almost gotten crushed numerous times. He'd better work on his little four-cone drill because he's got to get better feet to get out of the way. But I like it because it also lets the, the players know the coach is in it with us. And, and that's a big deal because when you get into the NFL season and things are kind of not easy, Look, the more you want to play for a coach, the harder you're going to play. And so I, I like that aspect of it. And JP, I don't. I'm trying to think of a way that me and you can have a winners losers thing. You know, and I'm going to let you kind of think on that. But we got to do something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a great show. It's a great idea. We'll uh, we've got a lot of season ahead to to figure that out. <laughs> but uh, I got a feeling. Um, well, we'll we'll work on that. We'll work on that. I'm not going to concede anything yet because you never know what the competition could be. One quick thing, JP, about the winners and losers, because it it was far reaching across the entire practice. It was the offensive and defensive linemen in pass rush drill and run blocking. Then you had the running backs versus linebackers and it was in pass protection. And then it was also in one-on-one coverage for those guys as well. So, Special teams had an aspect of it. Uh, the wide receivers and corners playing man coverage, bump and run, had the the winners and losers day. So nice. everybody got a piece of it in practice, and I like it. Well, we'll come back in a moment, and we'll uh, single out some guys that maybe had some good days the last couple of days, if you'd like to do that. We are uh, off and running. We've got one more segment here in the opening hour of Jaguars Happy Hour at 5 o'clock. It's our network program, Jaguars Happy Hour, and more Jeff Lagavin coming up in just a little bit. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. No wonder it's the official truck of the NFL and proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing workforce solutions companies in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI has the resources necessary to scale with any enterprise, yet they are small enough to maintain the agility, personal service, and remarkable experience they've become known for over the past three decades. This is your workforce and your business reimagined. Visit CSICompanies.com to learn more. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguars Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs of the future for everyone, like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. All named 2021 IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why Ford has the freshest lineup of SUVs in America. Because the SUVs of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Ford SUVs. Drive one today. When equipped with available LED headlamps based on auto source incorporated data obtained on 10 the station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour coming up at 5 o'clock. It's also Jaguars Happy Hour. Two hours on Thursday. That hour, though, will be on the Jaguars radio network coming up in just a little bit on all, all our affiliates around three different states. We'll uh, continue this program uh, in the next hour. Hey, coming up at Daly's Place, Miranda Lambert tonight. She tweeted the other day, it's the first time in five years she's played in Jacksonville. She's playing tonight at Daly's Place. Blackberry Smoke, August 10th. Lady A, August 20th. And tickets are available at dailysplace.com. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman along with us today. 
Okay, winners, losers, Logs. You know, I was a little late getting to practice, had a meeting, had to walk out there a little late. The first thing I see when I get on the practice field yesterday is Walker Little throwing Caleb on Chase on around. <laughs> you know, and, and here's the thing, JP. Caleb on Chazon had a really good first padded practice. I'm talking really good on Tuesday. And I was like, holy cow, Caleb on Chazon, that's what the Jaguars need. He's taking a step up. He's making himself get recognized. He's making plays. And in the first day of pads, that's what you want to see. Day two rolls around and he meets Walker Little. <laughs> and and that, that was it for Caleb on Chazon. That was it. Uh, Walker Little is, uh, I, I realistically believe this, that there's a serious competition going on at left tackle, whether it's spoken or unspoken, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Walker Little is a very talented young man. He hasn't played a lot of football, but he is extremely talented. He's got feet. He's got size. He's got technique. He's got strength. He's got everything that you want out of a left tackle. And let me say this also. Cam Robinson, I think, is doing very well and having a good camp. But Cam still has some technical flaws that I think are going to be difficult to overcome. Now, Walker Little still has to continue to progress, and it's early in the process. There's only been two padded practices. Yeah. But I think it makes you go, okay, that's, there's a reason to be excited because this is a young man that could progress and be a really good football player and the competition makes the team better, and it makes players better. That's what you like the most. I mean, Cam Robinson has that $13.7 million one-year deal right now, the franchise tag, sure. right? So sure. it's guaranteed, Logs. That's the only hang-up. Well, it, it, I think that, you know, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. No, you're not going to sit $13 million on the bench. You're going to find a way to get Cam Robinson on the field. You're going to play but, somewhere, right. The reality is, is that when it comes to starting jobs, it's not about the money all the time. It's about the performance. And, and I like Cam, and I think Cam's a, a good football player. But the reality is, is that Walker Little is a really good football player. I think his ceiling is higher than Cam Robinson. And it's early in the process, so let's kind of see what happens. But I'm excited for the competition. I mean, that's what you want. You wish you had more competition across the whole entire roster that way. That means your general manager is doing a great job of acquiring talent. And it's only year one for this regime. So the more that they can do this type of thing in the future, the better they're going to be, period. Logs, who else stood out to you as a winner from the trenches yesterday? Uh, well, there, there's a few guys. Yeah. And and I, it's, it's kind of hard to single out a one guy in particular, but but I'm going to do it because Devon Hamilton uh -huh. is an absolute stud. I mean, absolute stud. And when they weren't in pads, I was kind of watching him going, you know, he's got to pick it up. He's, he's not, you know, moving his feet well. He's not moving well. He's got to, he's got to show up more. Well, pads <laughs> go on and, and all of a sudden, guess what? The guy that, and I would love to know how big he really is because yeah, he's according, listed, yeah, he's listed according to the roster, JP. <laughs> right, 6'4", 335. There's a not a chance in hell that he's 335. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that right now. What do you think he is? He is there's no way that, that he is less than 350. And here's but, the thing. He's not fat, it though. A, it ain't a fat 350. No. 
Okay. And then I'm not talking about a 4% 350 either body <laughs> fat type of guy. I mean, he's, you know, he's got some, got some girth to him, you know, so he's got some body fat, but I mean, he's got a lot of muscle and watching him the last two days, nobody can block him. Brandon Linder can't block him. Okay. Tyler Shatley can't block him. Norwell can't block him. AJ can can't block him. Seriously. It, it's, you know, JP, when, when you're young and you're in high school, and you always have people that are on kind of different levels of maturity. You know, you had that guy in, in, in high school and, you know, and he was already muscled up and he had almost could grow a full beard, <laughs> right. you know, and then you were waking up every day and you're looking at your armpits go, man, I wish I could get some hair in my armpit, you know, <laughs> because I mean, the guys are just on different levels in high school. When you watch Dev Devon Hamilton play, sometimes that's what it looks like he is, where he is at. And then he's on a different level. He is powerful. He moves well. He toys with guys. And you brought up a name with me earlier when we were talking about it, and you brought up the name Marcel Darius. Marcel Darius didn't have the size that Devon Hamilton had. So Devon is doing it with probably less strength than just more sheer mass, but it's similar as far as the dominance on the offensive line, and it's fun to watch. It is fun to watch indeed. There's no doubt about that. There was another uh, standout play, at least, that I remember that Roy Robertson-Harris made in one-on-ones against Brandon Linder, a spin move and put Linder on the ground. That's a free agent pickup. And, it, you know, so far in, in training camp, the free agent pickups have, A, been uh, good guys to talk to, uh, seem like great additions mm -hmm. in the locker room, and a lot of these guys have flashed on the field so far in camp. That's a good sign. Well, JP, I, I will tell you, the defensive line acquisition, and you know me, I'm a defensive line guy, like watching that, and my eyes kind of gravitate towards that, probably on every play more than other positions. It's just natural. But with Devon Hamilton, Roy Robertson, Harris, and then also your other free agent acquisition. Malcolm uh, Brown. Make sure Jihad I Ward, Malcolm here. Brown. Malcolm Brown. Yep. Malcolm Brown. Okay, those three guys right now, those are your starting three front guys in your 3-4 base defense, I think. I think they're the most talented players that you have up front. Now, the other guys that played last year, you know, you got you got a Gottis and, and uh, uh, Equale and those guys, look, they're backups. And they can have a lot of flexibility with some guys. Like Smoot, he can play down as a defensive end. But when you're in run-stopping mode and you need to be big on big, those are your three guys. And right now they're playing really good. And, and, and Roy Robertson-Harris is fun to watch because not only is he strong and he's big and naturally big and strong, but he's got some athleticism to him. And he's got really good uh, body control. When I say athleticism, some guys have athleticism and they can run and jump and and kind of do those type of things. But Roy Robertson-Harris has a great awareness as well as a defensive lineman, something that Taven Bryan, we've been talking about for a number of years, yeah. but that's a, an area of his game that he has to work on. But Roy Robertson-Harris, he's got that. Good stuff, Logs. We have plenty more ahead coming up in the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. Can't wait to hear more of your breakdowns of training camp 2021 so far uh, logs has been watching the film in great detail over the last week or two and uh, we'll see what else he has to say about this jaguars team here in just a little bit we'll also hear again from uh, judy batista 
NFL media reporter. She'll uh, join us. A little thought on Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence in the second hour, the network hour coming up. Our thanks to uh, Judy for joining us. Thanks to uh, Jeff Lagerman. Plenty more ahead as Jaguars happy hour rolls along. It's an off day for the Jaguars. They're back on the practice field tomorrow, Saturday, and then in the stadium Sunday for the scrimmage training camp rolling along. And we're rolling along with Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Jaguars happy hour. Former Jaguar Jeff.